Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Epic Starkey. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, welcome back to yet another of our 2022 uh, preseason previews for the the for the upcoming. I don't know what I'm trying to say for the. Uh, for the season, for the teams, for the teams. We've done too many of these that my brain's not working. Logan, come in and help me out. Logan Jones and I are on microphone tonight. That was probably the best intro that we've had on the show um, ever. I Logan. Really so how did, how did that feel to be I a part of that? I thought it was raw. I thought Dude, it was my, <laughs> my brain shut down, just shut down, right, as we started to record. But we're going to leave it in because uh, you guys get to see just a little bit of how we are. <laughs> Logan, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Wings today. But before we do, um, how have you been? What do you think? We, we're officially over the halfway mark for our team previews. Um, how uh, How's this been? How's yeah, the journey? it's literally like it's happening right now. Preseason is happening. We're updating our website and we're getting the like the preseason predictions episode together, which is a big thing for us every year. It's like like actual meaningful games are going to be played within a week of you hearing our voices right now. So yes, it's happening. Yeah, within a few days, I think when this gets released. So, which will be great. Um, let's just hop right into. Well, no, let's not hop into things. You mentioned the website, <laughs> Logan. You mentioned the website. How do people interact with our website? Tell them about our website. Yeah. So if uh, if the podcast isn't enough for you guys, and let's be honest, like. More of us is always better. <laughs> if if that intro I just gave was just the the little bit of a taste, and you thought, "Ooh, I need more of this." Um, if you go to your device and you type in wmbanation.com, you will see our website, which has links to our episodes, our Twitch stream, where you can live, where you can watch our uh, episodes live when we're not doing preview shows. We're on Twitch doing our live episodes and recordings there. You can also see the blog that Kyle has been dutifully updating. Uh, it's brand new. So it hasn't been like fully flushed out yet, but as the season continues, we're going to be posting stuff on our Twitter from the blog. You can also find all of the Twitter links like to our at WNBA nation pod Twitter handle all on the website, WNBA Uh And the crown jewel of the website is we have a freaking cool store now, um, which I know we've been plugging through all these previews, but we're doing that because when we were in Minnesota, Jason sat at our Airbnb table while all of us like, chatted at him over his shoulder and like designed a bunch of really cool stuff. <laughs> now we have a cool <laughs> store. So go check it out. We got mugs, we got sweatshirts, we got a cool backpack. Um I can't order any of it because I've been door dashing too much lately. But <laughs> once once I get the budget under control, I'm gonna order some stuff. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Um Logan, now let's hop in and talk about the Dallas Wings. This is a team that is kind of, I, f- I feel like it's trying to transition from kind of bottom feeder, getting a bunch of lottery picks, uh, and, and trying to build something with a young core. And they ended up doing uh, a lot more last season than I think a lot of people anticipated. This Dallas Wings roster um, is so young. 
And, uh, and there's still a lot of question marks that they've been trying to figure out, but they finished the season number seven overall, right behind the eventual champion Chicago Sky. They were only two games removed from where the, uh, from the actual champions. So to say that Dallas has, has uh, a long way to go, um, is kind of, you know, it, you, you kind of got to look at that in two different ways because on the one hand, yes, they made a lot of, of stretches uh, last season coming in at that number seven spot, but it doesn't quite seem like they're bumped into that upper echelon of the league. So why is that Logan? Why are we looking at the Dallas wings and still considering them probably, you know, a lower tier team moving into 2022? Uh, they're still one of the younger teams in the league. Uh, with that is going to breed some inconsistency just based on your inexperience, but they do have some high powered scores and some all-star potential and a lot of youth that can grow this year and turn this team into something that I think is going to be really fun to watch. We've talked time and time again about how really the top five or six teams in the league this year have every right to consider themselves contenders. I don't know if Dallas can crack that group. And so it's hard to see them get much better record-wise than what we saw last year. They were 14 and 18 last year. I think they can improve on that a little bit, but they're probably a 500-type team going into this season. But you look mm-hmm. at last season's results, they started off really bad, but they didn't play poorly. They they lost close games, um, which is to be expected with a young group. But remember, they had three early in the season games against Seattle that um, were just awesome, awesome games. They were battles. They lost the first two in overtime, and then they finally won one. And then from there on, they kind of corrected their season. They played 500 ball the rest of the way. So uh, they beat some good teams. They lost to not a ton of bad teams. They did. Yeah, they pretty, lost to Indiana somewhere in there, but it for, seems like for the most Indiana's part, they held their own. W's were always against like some pretty decent teams yeah, for some reason last season. Always, yeah, that's how it always seems to go. But <laughs> yeah, they held their own, and obviously, like Mabry probably would have been an All Star in a different universe. Uh, Arike Gumbawale is just a really good scorer, if not the most efficient scorer in the world. Um, Satu Sabli is kind of coming along. Um, it's an interesting roster. Uh, I think Alicia Gray as a guard is is probably under talked about a little bit in the league. I know there's people who hate that phrase, but um, because she's not one of like the the one A one B players on the team, sometimes she gets forgotten. I think she's really good. Um, but yeah, you look down this roster right now, and as it stands, you're looking at 21 and 22 year olds, um, captained by Ogumbuale and and Mabry and even they're 25. So right. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ceiling left undiscovered for this roster. Um, they're kind of what Indiana is, is going to be in like a season or two. Like, right. Like they, they had two years to put together a plan and go into the draft and get whoever, you know, whoever they want to surround Enrique with. And now they've made the playoffs, but they didn't have a great showing in the playoffs. And now it's like, all right, are we going to take a step forward or is there a flaw in this plan? And do we need to make some some big changes in the offseason? This is a big season for them. I agree. I think this season, even more so than last season, is kind of their opportunity to make a statement because they seem to not be talked about like those other top six teams that we've been brought that we've been bringing up constantly. And honestly, even among some of the bottom teams, I think other teams like New York and Washington and LA 
seem to have maybe brought in a lot more momentum. They've made some off-season moves, bringing in some really exciting players um, and having players return off of injury. That all three of those teams seem to have like moved significantly up as far as their trajectory goes. And Dallas, I don't know if they truly have. Speaking of, you know, just off-season changes and different things, um, their their coaching uh, stays, you know, stands pat. And their roster really pretty much stays intact. They, they, they don't have a ton of changes that are coming onto their roster. Um, I do think that there's one that stands out big to me, and that is the addition of Tierra McCowan. I thought that when Indiana gave up Tierra McCowan to Dallas, I was scratching my head. Um, but I do think that, and we'll get to Indiana, I do think that Indiana ended up doing some good things with, with that trade, but um, Tierra McCown's the type of player that you and I and Steve and Jason, all four of us, have kind of just been pulling our hair out as far as how she's being utilized in the league so far. Um, you know, she's, she's, I think it's her third or fourth year that she will be in the league, and I'm excited to see her on this type of team where this team really does need, you know, uh, a little bit more help at the center position. You know, they've got Awa Queer and Charlie Collier that, uh, that are those bigs. They've played others, uh, in those same roles. You know, you see, uh, you've seen like Kayla Thornton and Satu Savali kind of holding down the middle a little bit. But I think Tierra McCown's kind of that true, like, size center. You know, she's six foot seven. Um, nobody else on the team is over six four. So she brings some size, uh, to the front court of the Dallas Wings roster. How much of an impact do you think McCowan is going to have, um, where her, tr- her competition for that true center position is a very young Awa Queer and Charlie Collier? Yeah, I I think McCowan is worth a handful of wins to this team. Um, mm. That that's a really and, and that's meaningful. I mean, a couple more wins gets you up to like the the sixth seed in the playoffs. Um, which especially if they can make the playoffs again this year, they don't have to deal with single elimination, which would be fun. I'd like to see more of this team in the postseason. Um, McCowan just as young as the others I mentioned. She's twenty five, so she can be a part of their core moving forward. It's not like she's aging out anytime soon. Um, she also represents what I believe to be. Maybe their only position where they can have a positional advantage at times. Mm. Um, the, the reason that it's hard, like talent wise, they have tons of talent. I think this is a really good team. But when I think about teams like Phoenix and Chicago and Connecticut, and I think about starting five versus starting five, I just think what positional advantage does Dallas have on any of those teams I just mentioned? And, mm. and it's tough because every time you're talking about like, oh, like it's McCowan's great, but is she an MVP? Because the other team has an MVP. And like, that's, that's what you're up against this year. This is going to be a really interesting WNBA season, but I think there are going to be nights where McCowan's the best player on the floor. And there's going to be times where Arike doesn't have to force as much offense from her, for own, her own like shot creating abilities because she's got a reliable big in the middle. Uh, maybe it opens things up for Mabry and she can have even, even more efficiency from the outside. I think it's really critical that they have a reliable center there this year. Uh, I'm excited to see if she could be what we all thought she could have been in Indiana. Yeah. Um, although that is going to maybe reflect poorly on Indiana, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, I, yeah, I think it's a major pickup for them. One player 
I think that could be really benefited by this McCown pickup is Satu Sabali. I think that Sabali um, has been kind of pushed into this front court role a little bit um, in these first couple seasons in the league without, uh, you, know, you know, without like a true center and being able to allow her that opportunity to not have to worry about the interior defense as much and be able to yeah. kind of step out and be that stretch four, I think could actually do wonders for her game. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a big step forward in her game. Um, you know, it's like you said, I think that even though Tierra McCowan isn't, she's not a world beater, you know, she's not somebody that's going to come in and, and absolutely, you know, dominate. But I think that just the addition of her and her size could easily open things up for Enrique, open things up for Marina Mabry, uh, give Alicia Gray, Ty Harris, Izzy Harrison, and Satu Sabali, like just giving them a little bit more, you know, uh, just, just opening things yeah. up for them more. Imagine, uh, imagine being Satu Sabali and being a great player, a great four at Oregon, but standing six, four and being 22 years old and ha- being tasked every night with guarding veteran centers in the league that have you yeah. three or four inches. Like that's <laughs> like, not an easy, she's got to go Magic up, Johnson. She's got like, Cam Beige and Griner and yeah, like fouls and all these, that's a tough, you ask. know, big players. It's true. Which McKellen may not be any of those three players, but at least she's got size to compete and, and go toe to toe with some of them. So, um, a couple of other additions that I, I do want to touch on are their rookie class. Um, in particular, uh, Veronica Burton out of Northwestern. Veronica actually is an insane defender. She's a fantastic defender and she's a, kind of just a really all around type of player. She can distribute, she can shoot, and she's a fantastic perimeter defender. Um, which I think this Dallas Wings team really needs. Um, they also snagged Jasmine Dickey and Unique Thompson. And as I'm counting right now, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 players currently on the roster. Um, so two of those rookies will likely be waived if, um, you know, or potentially, uh, you know, if they, if they do wave somebody else. But looking at their roster, I don't see anybody else getting waived other than, uh, Thompson or Dickey. Um, and maybe one of those two ends up beating out Burton for that last ra- roster spot, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, they um, do need somebody. And this is totally, I don't know if this is what they have planned at all. I think you can benefit by moving Enrique away from being the ball handler, bringing the ball up the floor and into primarily like a scoring role. And if you yes. can just have someone who's a good on ball defender who averaged four steals a game last year at Northwestern, who can just control the offense, doesn't necessarily need to be... You don't need Arike 2.0. You just need someone that lets Arike flourish instead of having to be everything on the floor at all times for the offense. That can mm-hmm. do a lot for this team. And they, they do have good guards there already, but there's a reason that they, they snagged her, and I think she could be that. I like it. Logan, let's move into our final... A little discussion for the Dallas Wings. Uh, Let's talk about a prediction for where you see them ending up, uh, a range, if you will, of where they could be for the 2022 season. Logan, go ahead and give me a prediction of where you think the Dallas Wings will end up in the standings at the end of this regular season. (sighs) This is going to feel bad um, (laughs) because they're going to be a 
I think a significantly better team than what we saw on the floor last year and probably not have much better of a record. Okay. Uh, like the, I think the town on the floor is going to be so much better, but I, I think those top teams are going to take even more wins away from the bottom six teams. I think they probably finish it, it, most likely in, I think the six seed, the six or the seven, they finished okay. the seven last year. I think that's kind of what they're destined for. Again, they're going to be, Battling for a playoff spot late in the season, but I think they're going to be, I think they're going to have the advantage over teams like Mystic, Sparks, Liberty, who we're going to talk about next. Um, I like this Dallas team a little bit more than, than some of those other teams, what they've got going on, but I just don't see them beating out Connecticut, Vegas, Minnesota, you know, all of the previews we've done already because those teams are probably going to lose single digits amount of games this season. And mm-hmm. Dallas is probably more of like a 500 team. I like it. I like it. Um, I do agree with you that I think Dallas probably takes a step forward as far as the talent that they have on the court. But I think that the league as a whole is also taking a step forward. And I think that there's some of those teams that finished close to Dallas last year that might leapfrog them. Um, yeah, I think the Los Angeles Sparks are an interesting team. The Mystics with Della Don, Alicia Clark coming back. Um, Maybe even the Liberty, you know, who have a lot of potential themselves. I could see any of those three teams or all of those three teams actually ending up ahead of Dallas. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they, that where they finished last season, if they were to finish as the seven seed again, I think that's by far their ceiling. Um, I would be impressed if they finished seven and I'm more expecting them to finish in that eight to 10 range. Just, I, I think that Dallas is going to be right in the mix fighting for that last playoff spot. Um, And And I think it's going to boil down to that at the end of the season. For for what it's worth, now that the first round of the playoffs is, is it a three-game series? First is a best of three, then best of five. So in that case, I think it it does matter. Like, if you're the seven or the eight and you've got to play the the upper crust of the league, you're going to have a tough time. If you can get up to the sixth seed, I could absolutely see a Dallas team shocking Minnesota or Phoenix or Seattle on the right night. That's not out of the question for me. So... To see them kind of have a 500 type season, but then win a playoff series, I don't think is out of the question. But I think they really need to climb into the sixth seed in order to do it because I think the, the top two teams in the league are going to be tough this year. I agree. All right, that's what we've got for the Dallas Wings. Uh, everybody, make sure that you're subscribed, that you're hitting that five star review. If you, if there are reviews wherever you're listening to this, um, follow us on Twitter at WBA Nation Pod and continue to listen. If you're checking this episode out, there's going to be a lot of episodes coming out in the next few days. Um, we might be dropping seven or eight episodes within the next week. So buckle up. We've got a lot of content coming your way, and I hope that you are as excited about the start of this season as we are. Uh, so everybody get stoked for Friday the 6th of May is when we have our first opening weekend, um, and we're excited to uh, to check that out with all of you. But for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time. No, I'll see you later, you